We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Coming up on the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, Scott Pianowski from Yahoo Fantasy Sports joins us to talk about what is in our respective wallets, who our targets were, and who we're most excited to see in week one. All coming up next on the Rotowire Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Jeff Erickson here with my good friend, Scott Pianowski from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Scott and I have known each other for over 20 years. If you listen to anything on Rotowire or anything on Yahoo, you know Scott. You know me. Uh, we've been together a long time. Scott, welcome. How are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm great. We got the, the NFL season is finally here. I feel like the exhibition or the summer Exhibition they didn't play exhibition football really anymore, but I feel like the summer gets longer and longer. But we're finally here, just about all of our drafts are in the books, and so we finally get to see what were we right on, what were we wrong on, what you know, twelve guys that nobody wanted are going to be waiver wire darlings in a week or two. So it's it's a very exciting time of the year. Yeah, it's it's you know it, it's it's great. It's also terrifying. Um, if you have a premium tight end right now, it could be very terrifying. Mm. I mean. Uh, let's get right off the off the top here. Travis Kelsey uh, hyperextends his knee in practice. You know, all of our carefully laid plans where, hey, I'm going to build around Kelsey in the first round. I got him late in the first round. I got a bargain on him. Oh, oh, I don't even know if he's going to play on Thursday night. Uh, what are you doing, if anything, right now in reaction to this news? Well, I, I feel fortunate that I don't have any Kelsey. Although, I mean, who, who's to say how serious this injury may be? I a 34-year-old tight end just made me nervous in round one, but I've lost money on not having Kelsey the last few seasons. Obviously, he's tied to Andy Reid. He's tied to Patrick Mahomes. Remember he had that Monday night game where he caught four short passes, but they were all touchdowns. I know a guy yep. who lost his Monday night game because he was up against Kelsey. He's like, okay, as long as Travis Kelsey doesn't do something dumb like score four touchdowns, <laughs> Travis Kelsey can do that. Kansas City's been a really difficult team for me to try to figure out because last year Mahomes wins the MVP. And really, other than Kelsey, no pass catcher went along for the ride. Juju had kind of a toothless 900 yards. And this year, it's always been it's been like, okay, do I want Tony? Do I want Rice? Do I want Richie James? Do I want Sky Moore? I, and I never really landed on any definitive take. So I'm, I'm underweight on most of these guys, knowing that Mahomes can elevate somebody and he re elevate somebody. And I'm curious if any of these guys are players you're overweight on. The bottom line with Kelsey, though, as far as why I don't have him, 
is I just don't like my running back and wide receiver rooms. If I take a tight end early, I just feel like I'm chasing. I, my big ethos this year was wide receiver is not as deep as you think it is. You need wide receivers who start with themselves. And if you don't draft those guys early, you can't find rare exceptions, but you generally in the waiver wire, you can't find a wide receiver who's impactful. You, you might find a guy who's on your team and he's wide receiver four or something, but you're not going to find a star where there'll be running backs. None of us thought much of who will end up being decent. You know, the running back you get on waivers, you usually play the next week because he's coming to a bunch of volume. But if right. Tyreek Hill gets hurt in Miami, it's like, oh, great. There's a Tyreek Hill Jr. ready to go. It, it doesn't work that way. So my ethos was get really strong wide receivers, maybe do a hero running back build. That meant I don't have a lot of Kelsey. And tonight I have one more draft. I'm just going to basically the way I, I handled Cup, the way I'll handle Kelsey, and, and this is what I would tell anybody to do if you have a draft coming up, is unless you get a really – good discount and unless the room is like giving him to you at a price that you're really excited about i just let somebody else take the risk and i i realize we're in an era now where a lot of people are like oh I, I draft with my hair on fire i'm taking cooper cup the second round i don't care i'll take travis kelsey in the second round i don't care because i'm trying to be a hero i'm trying to win my league if you're trying to win a gigantic contest i get it if you're trying to win a managed league that's never going to be the way i'm going to play you know i i'm similar to you and in fact i'm I, I think I have Kelsey somewhere. I'm finishing up my spreadsheet, actually, trying to, you know, the, oh, God, who, where do I have this player spreadsheet? Because um, I have too many leagues, and I haven't found where I have Kelsey yet. I think I have him in one league on Sleeper. And the problem for me is, like, Sleeper is on my phone and everything else is on. I, got, I should use the website, um, but the, the app is actually pretty good. The problem is then I have to go to two different physical things to manage my teams and that that's tricky like i have a number of leagues on yahoo i have a number of leagues on mfl i have one on espn i have i, have, I think a couple uh, on other platforms it's just like okay i have to manage this better and that's one of the things how do you i know you play the same amount of volume as i do if not more um how do you manage your volume i try to keep my games to as, as few platforms as possible and when appropriate, I, I buddy up with people. Frank Schwab and I are co-managers in the Derek Van Riper pentathlon, in yeah. part out of necessity, because unfortunately in Michigan, you still can't play best ball on a lot of platforms, mm -hmm. which is incredibly frustrating. And actually set me back this year, because that's my driving range, right? It's where we get all the reps, where we try to figure out what the player pool looks like. And I wasn't able to do that for half of last year and then all of this year. So I felt like I was a little bit behind getting a sense of where the player pool was deep and shallow and all that. But yeah, basically... I guess it's three things. One, try to limit your platforms. Although there's so many good platforms, I mean, look, I work for Yahoo and I want you to play there, but I know there's other good places sure. to do. And, and people are going to different types of contests. This year, I joined a guillotine league for the first time. I'm excited about that uh, with a bunch of Yahoo guys. So that should be a, a good time. But I try to limit my platforms. I try to buddy up whenever possible. And also, I still do run one league. I, there was a time when I used to run multiple leagues, and I've kind of cut back from that. And, and I always make I make the yearly tweet right that every commissioner job turns into adventures and babysitting at some point with setting the draft Absolutely. making sure everybody showed up on time and getting all the entry fees that's you know, kind of a pain in the neck it's not the most fun part of fantasy so try to buddy up try to limit the platforms and don't spread yourself too thin with commissioners because commissioner jobs because that will drive you crazy yeah and like i i do like to set up like a google doc for me or a google spreadsheet just uh like at least with my drafted players. Now, maintaining that over the course of the season when you're running 20 different fab runs, let's let's be honest. I'm not going to keep maintain it very well, but at least it's a starting point when a major guy goes down. I Okay, where do I have him? 
you know, okay, bam, 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 you know, and Great also, it's, it's also one, one other thing I just want to mention really quick. Uh, that, that's a, a really a tenant of life for me. I, I can't believe 20 years ago when I first met you, Jeff, my way of remembering things was, Oh, I'll, I'll remember that. Oh, I'm, playing, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing tennis with Jeff on Thursday afternoon. I'll remember that. Well, we worked together. You'd probably remind me, but sometimes I'd forget stuff. I'd forget a doctor's yeah, appointment. I'd, for, I'd forget, um, you know, whatever it was. And you were 20 we, years we, younger then. For, um. sure, for <laughs> sure. But we all have smartphones now. And it's really easy yeah. to set up whenever I make a doctor's appointment, whenever I make a golf date, I can play golf on Friday afternoon. I immediately go to my phone, set it up, set up a bunch of reminders that are going to ping to my phone. I don't assume I'm going to remember anything because my life is dynamic like yours is. You're, you're married. You have two kids. You know, I know you've been a soccer coach for a long time. You're landing a lot of planes. You know, obviously, all the responsibilities you have at RotoWire with a website, with a radio, the podcast, and everything. And then you, you guest on different things. Your leagues are drafting at different times. If I didn't keep stuff on a calendar, then I would forget stuff. And so that that ties into my my maintenance, where I have reminders for, you know, Tout DFS. I have reminders for all of my Fab runs. You know, stuff like that, just to make sure I don't forget. It's really good. And a lot of the sites will do that for you too. That's the other thing. Like we have like uh, in Tout Wars, we have DFS and that's on DraftKings and it sends us a reminder. You have an undrafted team. Okay. Thank you. I will go do that right now. Uh, my, one of my survivor contests, same thing, season survivor, uh, the season.com S Z N. Um, I like it's a fun independent site that I like supporting a little bit because uh, they do a lot of cool things and uh, a lot of different survivor contests, multiple sports. That's what I love too. Um, and I know you appreciate something like that because you do every sport too. I mean, I'm in golf leagues with you. I know you do hoops. I'm in the hockey league that we've been in for 25 years together that you predated me on um, and all that. And I talk about that all the time, but Hey, why we do this is what we love. And, but yes, we need help sometimes every once in a while. Uh, steering back to uh, KC a little bit here. Uh, the other question is what any other pass catchers or, or, or running backs interest you in the KC offense? I'm curious what Noah Gray's role might be. The, yeah. I mean, I, I guess he's the Kelsey stand-in, um, the understudy, right? You go to a play, the the lead can't make it. There's an understudy ready to go. Can he get 50% of Kelsey? Can he get 60% of Kelsey? That would be a fancy, viable guy, right? So in deeper leagues, I might be interested in that as a rental. Jeff, I wish I had a great answer for which chief receiver is the one we want. Have you landed mm-hmm. on anybody? How, how have you played that group? Because I don't, I don't have anything good on that. Um, I would say that I have largely avoided the question. Um, I, I have a little smattering of Tony. I think I have one, one league where I have sky Moore. I did pick up Noah Gray in a league yesterday. Um, cause it was like a 13th round pick in a slow draft. And like, I was that guy, um, you know, it was, it was five picks away from me and it still got to me. So I was like, okay, who knows? Kelsey could play Thursday night for all we know. True. Um, it, Ian Rappaport this morning was saying it's a bone bruise. Um, the suggestion was it was unlikely he'll play this week, but you know, I, who knows? Um, but why not find out, especially with the late pick there. And I worry, I waited on tight end any there anyways there. So might as well take a, a chance there. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I actually have a lot of Jarek McKinnon. That that's been my answer. Um, I, I think in a PPR format, at least McKinnon has got a pretty solid floor. He outpointed Pacheco down the stretch last year, even with Pacheco getting more snaps. So, I, I just think that they like the role he's in there. Now, he's not exactly durable, but at the same time, he could be pretty useful. Right. You, you wonder if they sat back on him last year thinking that they wanted to have him at the end of the year. Just a weird player who 
an, an age where we start worrying about running backs and mileage, but he has almost no mileage because he's missed so much time. And then he's been a part-time player at times. Um, I, I can see the case for McKinnon for sure. And more for me, he's more of a, this is like the ultimate cop out. He's more of a best ball player for me than a seasonal guy. Cause I don't want to call the shot. I don't know if I can see the stuff coming with McKinnon, but it's just it's just incredibly frustrating that we have. I don't think anybody doubts that Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the league. I don't think anybody doubts mm-hmm. that Andy Reid is at the very top or near the very top of offensive designers. So something good has to happen here, right? Even if Kansas City yeah. had a year where everything went wrong, and actually, uh, my, my friend Matt Smith was uh, was making some eight team divisional winner bets. And if you go to a a kiosk in a in an online in a local casino and, and try to pick all eight with division winners. You get a huge payout because it's really hard to do. So yeah. he put in a couple of them, showed me what the payouts were. I'm like, yeah, whatever. This is more fun than a lottery ticket. You know, I'll just have an NFL lottery ticket. And we were both punching the chargers to win that division. Just what if this is the year everything goes wrong with the chiefs, right? Kelsey's hurt right now. Chris Jones, that situation's up in the air. Chris yeah. Jones actually moved the line that their pass rusher not being available uh, for, for Thursday. So what if this is finally the year the Chargers are usually a team where everything goes wrong and they underachieve and, and even when they make the playoffs they find a way to blow a 27 point lead to Jacksonville but what if this is the year the Chargers with the new offensive coordinator maybe they take a step forward and maybe the Chiefs finally have a, a few bumps in the road things don't go right now the problem is the Chiefs are a team that they can do a lot of things wrong and then Mahomes can just kind of smooth it all over because he's so good but uh, on all my divisional lottery tickets uh, shout out to Matt Smith I was picking the Chargers yeah, I, I see the logic in that too, and I think the Chris Jones thing is pretty big. And it, I, I think it's really we spent all our early, our late summer, early training camp with running back angst, but not a whole lot of pass pressure angst. Nick Bosa is still Bosa. out. Brian Burns sat out practice on Monday. Um, they're trying to reestablish that market too right now, and uh, that 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 thing that's a pretty big deal. You know, it's it's crazy. Uh, something that I came around on. This is related to markets. I was out on Darren Waller early in draft season thinking, okay, he's changing teams and he's on the back nine. He's been hurt the last couple of years. And I, I forget, it might've been serious radio. It might've been a podcast. I don't remember who made this point. Maybe one of the established the run guys. They said, maybe the giants were really smart. They said, look, the tight ends don't get as much money as the wide receivers. Bring in Waller essentially as your de facto number one wide receiver, but you're going to play, pay him tight end money. So you're getting, a market that's that isn't properly allocated with the money. You're, you're basically getting a discount for who's mm-hmm. going to be your number one receiver. It makes a lot of sense. I tried to draft proactively into Waller for maybe the final quarter of my draft season. I ended up not getting him a bunch of times. So I have other guys I have. Fryermuth is a player I drafted a lot because I'm, I'm high in the Pittsburgh passing game. Although I'm really curious to see how that plays out because, you know, I, I know they had the five touchdowns and the five possessions. I think Kenny Pickett should take a step forward, but if Kenny Pickett just wasn't that the good, I don't think anybody would be surprised by that either. And I realize I'm talking on both sides of the mouth when I say that. But one thing sure. I did change my mind on when you talk about you know what positions, you know, the, the whole running back wage war was going on all summer. But we've been there with tight ends too, right? Jimmy Graham complained about it. You know, you don't franchise me as a tight end; you use me as a wide receiver. I don't think Graham won that argument, but no, maybe the Giants were maybe the Giants were ahead of the game by seeing, okay, because everybody's like, and I've said this a million times, what are the Giants doing with that wide receiver room? They're missing like one or two guys at the top. Maybe they were shrewd to go about it a different way with Darren Waller. And tackle it with volume otherwise. I mean, they have Hyatt. They have Wondell Robinson coming back. They have uh, Hodgins who really uh, emerged. I still like Darius Slayton. I still maintain Darius Slayton as a good football player. Not Not a great one. Not a wide receiver one. There's no wide receiver one in this roster. 
No. But a lot of a lot of teams would like their wide receiver threes. They they seem to have a bunch of those. Exactly, exactly. And Dable smart, um, you know, Kafka uh, smart, um, Daniel Jones, the quarterback, is smart. So I I, I like smart people. So you know, sure. interesting to see what works out with that one there. Um, Mark Andrews, you know, talk about tight end insecurity. Mark Andrews, George Kittle. I mean, both of these guys have big big question marks entering week one too. Mark Andrews hasn't practiced in two weeks. They're talking about him being able to practice on Wednesday. Maybe the the phrase "I'm not pushing the panic button yet." Okay, now I'm panicking a little bit when you say that phrase. Right, for sure. Um, Kittle's a guy I faded because he had a bunch of touchdowns with Murray mm-hmm. last year, but they were long touchdowns, and those typically aren't sticky year over year, especially for a position like tight end where we just don't think of them scoring from distance. And it's a shame because George Kittle is one of my favorite players. He's another guy that if Kyle yeah. Shanahan came into the offensive meeting and said, hey, guys, we're going to run the ball 70 times this week. Uh, Kittle, you're blocking all day. He'd be like, great, awesome. You know, he's not somebody who's going to jump up and down and scream about not getting the ball. He just, he'll just he do whatever you want him to do. One of those right. great Iowa tight ends. So love him in real life. Don't love him in fantasy. I was open-minded to Andrews, even though I mentioned earlier with, with uh, Kelsey, I don't like my running back wide receiver builds typically when I go vanity tight end. But I thought Andrews, there's another wide receiver room. The wide receiver room has a lot more upside than the Giants, but I don't think we really know who's the guy to get there. It's funny how they surrounded Lamar Jackson with four number one picks in that receiver room. If we include Nelson Aguilar in the discussion, which is kind of gratuitous to do that. Right. (laughs) But but is this, is this a year where Bateman stays healthy? Can Zay Flowers be an impact player right away? What's left in the Odell Beckham tank? Ultimately, I think Bateman was the chip I landed on, although a lot of it turns out I ended up not getting him in a lot of leagues. And, and then in my hometown auction salary cap draft on Monday night, I, I let him go to Steve Police and my buddy for three bucks, which I thought was a steal where most people were struggling to get receiver depth. We, we play a lot of players in that league. So Bateman's the guy I'm guessing on in Baltimore. But all along, I thought, well, maybe this doesn't even matter. It's just going to be the Mark Andrews 950-yard 10-touchdown show. And then he's been hurt all summer. And you, you know my ethos was injuries, right? I try not to draft into injuries. They're going to find you. I want the discount. Ultimately, I, I thought if we were talking, I don't know, mid-July, I would have thought, yeah, I'll, I'll probably be at least at weight or maybe overweight on Mark Andrews. I ended up backing off that as draft season went along. I got early shares of Mark Andrews, nothing recent. Uh, same sort of thing there. Um, and the thing is, like, you take a vanity tight end also. I mean, there's, there's that right wide receiver or running back cost, or, you know, I, or, or for my case, usually if I'm getting the vanity tight end, I'm usually not getting the quarterback. You know, I'm, I'm waiting on quarterback. I'm waiting on one or the other, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in an auction, it might be a little bit different. In fact, I do have a Lamar Andrews pairing, uh, which could be, could be pretty sassy. could be tragic. Who knows? Uh, Baltimore's had a lot of that sort of injury insecurity. Uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins missed much of training camp. You know, some of that was an injury. Some of that might have been unhappiness with his contract. Bateman missed a lot of time. Now Andrews. Uh, you know, there, there's some question marks. OBJ's coming back from one. I faded OBJ, unfortunately. I'm rooting for him, but I'm not not with my wallet. Uh, I, I hope it goes well, though, because it's just so rare to come back from two ACLs like that. New offensive coordinator, too. So yeah. here's another thing I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing although it may be a little bit frustrating. Most teams have pulled back in the preseason. They don't use their starters a lot. And I believe the count was nine different teams did not use their starting quarterback at all in the preseason, mm-hmm. which I, I think this is an overcorrection, right? It's like this reminds me in a very general sense of kind of like what happened in baseball where it's like, okay, we're overusing pitchers, we're overusing pitchers. So now everybody's throwing 72 pitches, so let's get the guy out of the game. And, and I understand there's data, third trip of the order and all that stuff. And, and baseball is always going to be – 
a great game to analyze statistically because it's, it's just one-on-one matchups for the most part. Football's clouded with context. So it's, yeah. it's a much more difficult sport to understand where baseball, there's so many things that are solvable in baseball because it really comes down to two guys most of the time. And, and even like right. chemistry doesn't matter that much. I mean, the second baseman shortstop can hate each other. I don't think it really matters for a double play, but I think chemistry may matter in other sports where teamwork is more an integral part of the game. But Jared Goff didn't play in the preseason. Yep. I, I can't imagine. Now, look, these guys obviously practice and they, they have mm-hmm. inter-squad scrimmages. They bring in teams and they have, you know, conditional scrimmages and all that stuff. It's not like they're not doing anything, but I would want to run some reps. I want to see something. And it's funny. Some of the teams I wasn't sure about, like the Broncos, like the Browns, right? The Broncos last year want to burn everything I wrote about Russell Wilson. Um, mm mm-hmm. But Denver was a great pick in week one. Seattle kicked their ass. And, of course, you know, Geno Smith ended up being really good. And I've accepted that Geno Smith is real. I, I drafted as if Geno Smith is just a good player. And I have a lot of Lockett and Metcalf in my my portfolio. But yeah. can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? We saw no sign of that in the preseason. It didn't help that just about every Denver receiver of consequence got hurt. Um, right. I guess Cortland Sutton's the only guy who didn't get hurt. Mims was hurt for a little bit. Judy's got an injury. They have two guys who are completely out of the picture now in Handler and Pat- mm-hmm. poor Tim Patrick for the second year in a row. He can't go. I thought before the summer, well, Deshaun Watson, he can't possibly be as bad as he was last year. And, I, and I'll still stand by that. It's for whatever that means. It's not the strongest take in the world. But I want to see something encouraging happen with that passing game. I want to see Watson look like he was comfortable in the offense. I saw none of that in the preseason. So I, I know teams can be sitting on stuff. You know, defenses are vanilla. Maybe the off, maybe the offense isn't calling the real plays yet and all that stuff. Right. But, um, well, I don't and know. they're knocking off the rust too, you know, for sure. And for sure. I, my Bengals, I'm worried about that. You know, Joe Burrow hasn't had a normal preseason since his rookie year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they started slowly last year. Five turnovers against the Steelers last year. They go on the road, face Cleveland, ferocious front line. They're going up against there. A divisional rival, one that Burroughs struggled against last year, too. Um, I think Cleveland's yeah, went five or six in that series, if I have it right. And yeah. um, I'm a Bengals fan, and I, other than Nick Chubb, I pretty much hate the Browns, but the Browns were one of my automatic selections this week with the, I think they're getting two and a half or three, depending on the outlet. Yeah, I have to submit. I, I have, to, I have to pick still, Cleveland. Right? I have to pick Cleveland yeah. in that game. I do, too, actually. Uh, that That's one in my mind. I knew that line, and um, I'm going to do that exercise right after we're done with this. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I think you're right about that, unfortunately. Um, I, I'm very concerned about this game. We'll see. I, I'm, I'm still starting Burrow where I have him. I'm sure. still starting my guys. But, yeah, I'm, I'm very nervous about that game for sure. Uh, before I move on and talk about uh, what we have in our respective wallets, uh, got to take care of a couple quick administrative notes. First, we're on the Blue Wire Network. Uh, as always, we play a couple of their ads right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right. Thank you for your patience on that. Also, got to share a quick note with our sponsor, Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, uh, we've, they've been with us for a little while there, and we're, we're happy to uh, have them on. Um, if you're looking for a place to play head-to-head fantasy football games without the huge tournaments, salary caps are complicated game types, then Rival Fantasy is where you want to play the NFL this NFL season. From a twist on a classic game with Fantasy Bingo, where players generate a lineup to complete achievements and get bingo, to head-to-head fantasy challenges, where you'll pick which of two players will score more fantasy points. This is the best of fantasy sports. For the 2023 NFL season, Rival Fantasy is offering new users a $200 deposit match plus a $25 first play voucher. Rival Fantasy is so confident you'll love the experience. They're giving you money to play out of the gate. Experience the future of fantasy sports on Rival Fantasy and become a rival today. I'm Jeff Erickson, and my guest is Scott Pianowski from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. You can follow Scott at Scott underscore Pianowski on Twitter. And, of course, read him on Yahoo, listen to him on Yahoo, you name it. Scott's everywhere, um, and we, we always talk a lot, so I love having him on. Uh, let's talk about some of your most rostered players. What did you do at quarterback, Scott? How often did you get a top three or a top eight fantasy quarterback this year? I don't think I have any of the Trinity. Um, okay. I, I, may have a, I may have an Allen share here or there, but – I, I was my goal generally is to try to buy, try to purchase or draft a B plus quarterback who can be an A. So I thought going into draft season, I'd have a lot of Burrow. I'd had a lot of have a lot of Trevor Lawrence. And what ended up happening is I got so obsessed with the wide receivers. It's mm-hmm. interesting because this year with the running backs, actually, I actually thought if you got one you liked, I thought you could really wait and do well at running back. And um, I have a lot, a lot of kind of boring. I, I, that's RB two, RB three tier gets a little bit muddled with so many choices. And I, I never felt stressed at running back, but because I wanted to pound the wide receiver room, I ended up downshifting to maybe that third tier of quarterback or uh, Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, yeah. guys like that, Geno Smith. Those, those are probably. I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But I got to figure those are the three quarterbacks I rostered the most. Cousins. Did you? Do you have a favorite among those three? I think it's Daniel Jones just for that running back board. Sure. I, I feel like Geno's the safest. Here's the thing with Cousins that's I think people miss, even though I did draft him a lot. Justin Jefferson's a god. He, he won Offensive Player of the Year last year and was the consensus 101 pick. Didn't go first everywhere, but went first more than anybody else. And Cousins had very ordinary efficiency. His efficiency actually took a step back, despite mm-hmm. the fact that Jefferson was uncoverable. 
and then they added Hawkinson in the middle of the season, and they they sure peppered him with targets. They didn't do a lot with them. I think he only averaged like nine yards a catch or something like that. He only caught three touchdowns, but he did have eight and a half targets a game, which is a huge number for a tight end. Where if you even get to a hundred targets, you're, you're really busy. But so I don't think I think Cousins is definitely in the decline phase. It's just a lot of it is masked by Jefferson being so good, but. They have 11 dome games this year. They have a defense that's taken a step back. I just think there's going to be a lot of shootouts with Minnesota. Cousins is a very safe pick. And how how much can he fall if Jefferson's going to be this good? With Geno, DK Metcalf is, is fantastic. You'll unlock it the last five years, wide receiver 11 to 15. He's always draftable after that. You draft. You don't even draft Lockett at his floor. You draft him below his floor. He's yeah. an easy guy to make a profit on. I, I, just, I don't think Geno's going to pump you. And I... He actually played – I know it was a short sample, but small sample, but he played better than Russell Wilson the previous year. I wish I had he seen did. that as signal. It just – I thought, well, what, what, I don't care about four or five games. So I, I, I wrote that off, and I, I guess I should have paid attention to it. But And with Jones, I, I mentioned maybe Jones is my favorite of the group because I believe in Dable. If Waller provides a boost, if they get any receiver to take even like a half step forward, I don't need anybody to break out. Just somebody to be a reliable first target. Jones is going to run for what, probably 650 yards or something like that, a handful of touchdowns. I think Dave will prove himself as the real deal last year, getting that Giants team into the playoffs. So Jones is maybe the preference there. I think Gino's probably the safest guy, maybe the best setup for Cousins because he's got the dome, he's got the bad defense, and he's got Jefferson. But all three of those guys were, were players I was comfortable rostering. I like that range too. Um, and I have a lot of Gino. I, I share your belief in Gino. Uh, and, you know, I had like James Coe on from uh, Reception Perception and uh, they added quarterback analysis this year and they're big on Geno. Uh, so I, I, that, that was another one of those like, yeah, I like seeing like people that really studied that position really closely. You know, smart people, when they kind of agree with my conclusions, hey, I'm, I'm going to cite that bit for sure. For and sure. The ones that, you know, are, are the ones that are in my play in my face. But let's face it, it's not hard to find an opinion on any single player in our fantasy universe here. Um, my, I have I have the good problem with too many follows on Twitter, so I get competing information sometimes. Hey, my favorite my favorite thing in my diet in September is confirmation bias, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it smart is. Guy, <laughs> smart guy like James Cole agrees with me. Yeah, it's fine. Sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Um, I only have one of I have hurts in a couple of leagues, including uh, the best ball that we're doing that you don't get to see um, in the pentathlon. Um, I did the Eagles thing. there. I did an Eagle stack there. So it was kind of fun. I was drafting from the wheels. Like, why not try something fun? So I did uh, did the A.J. Brown hurts Goddard thing on that one there. Um, but I don't have any Allen. Don't have any Mahomes. Uh, sure. And I, I, of course, I regret not having Mahomes. I, I, I regret also not having the 2022 price on Mahomes. Right. Yeah, last year, there was the cheapest you ever could have gotten the Mahomes-Kelsey stack, and a lot of people yeah. rode that. I, th- I think Kelsey was the most impactful player on Yahoo, where if you had him, you were most likely to be one of the top 500 teams, which is just one way mm-hmm. to measure how impactful a player is, what his win rate is. is, is sure. Some it's a little bit more sophisticated. but So I wonder, you know, what will it be this year? We, we look back and say, maybe we'll be like, oh, all the teams that drafted Kenny Pickett and Deontay Johnson will gloriously run the championships. I don't know, but... Uh, by the way, I uh, I don't have as much picket as I thought, even though I have a lot of prongs of that passing game. Mm-hmm. I thought Pickett looked good at the final quarter of last year, and their touchdown pass rate is just not. It was so low last year that that has to if that gets even to league average, 
And with the receivers they have, everybody likes Deontay Johnson. Everybody likes George Pickens. I think everybody likes Fryermuth. They have two yeah. interesting running backs, and I'd be curious to see if Jalen Warren has a standalone role right away. Does he really have any chance to maybe get a 50-50 timeshare with Harris or be the primary back? Some people would say yes. Some people would say no. Even the beat writers seem split on that. But that's a team I'm really – we talk about what are we looking for? What, what are the reveals we want to see? And I mentioned earlier, Pittsburgh, they played their starters five possessions in the preseason. They were all touchdowns. Again, it's a lot of times it's against backups. So not always, but sometimes. Pickens is just one of those guys. There's, there's no pass that Pickens couldn't catch. And a lot of people who I respect, I, I think Matt Harmon, you mentioned reception, perception. My colleague at Yahoo is one of them. He's a huge yeah. Deontay guy. Uh, Frymuth is Touchdown guys first year, you know, didn't score touchdowns last year, but Fry move is, you know, tight end. Those guys are always open because they're just so much bigger than everybody else. This is, in fact, I actually think the, for all the talk that's been made about the AFC East, you know, because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers came over and Miami's got a lot of fun players and, you know, wow, they must be a good division of the Patriots are the worst team. I think the AFC Central might actually be the most interesting division in football right now. Oh, I agree. I agree. I think it's just oh, the AFC worst. North. I AFC Central. Not... AFC North. Yeah. yeah. I knew it. Yeah. Hey, it used to be the AFC Central. So it's all good. I knew exactly where you're going with right. that. The Houston Oilers. The way, yeah, look, look out for the Oilers yeah. this year. Right. Yeah. Jerry Glanville's got them playing good. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kenny Pickett's, if you want to look at, like, if you want to act on that a little bit, the, the touchdown prop on bet, bet in GM is 18 and a half. And you oh, get it. He, he's not hurt. He beats that easily. FanDuel, it's one, it's seventeen and a half, but at minus one thirty four on the over, at least on That's the juice. That's not even that so. bad. That juice isn't even that bad. I'm, I'm, no. I'm going to look into one of those as soon as we get done. Yeah, uh, I, I made it. I think did a Kev Maserajan's podcast, and we we're doing bold calls. And I think Pickett was one of the guys. I think he could get twenty five five passing touchdowns. You want to tease that up a little bit? You could probably even get great odds on that um, if your 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 favorite venue allows for that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm, I'm in lockstep with you. Pickett, darn, I, I think Pickett's one of those. I think Brock Purdy's another one. If we're drafting all of their parts, all their receiving parts, all their skill position players, why aren't we drafting the quarterbacks more often? I feel Sam Hell is also the same way a little bit there, too. I like the Washington skill position players, too. Yeah, um, Jahan Dotson is one of my most rostered players. And my angle before McLaurin got hurt is that I thought Dotson, I love Terry McLaurin, I always have, but – I thought Dotson had a chance to be their best receiver with a healthy McLaurin, mm-hmm. and now Terry McLaurin's got turf toe. Unfortunately, that blew out. Dotson's ADP just got to a kind of a silly Absolutely. place over the last couple of weeks, which is why we like to draft early and medium in the summer so you can maybe get early some stories. Dotson's a very trendy player. and you, 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 There's a bus there's a bus filled with fantasy analysts who are all in on Jahan Dotson. I'd like to think I'm somewhere seated in the front of that bus, but – um, yeah, I, I, you know, because I was drafting him in July and stuff, but whatever. I'm, I'm not saying I was first or, or anything. It doesn't even matter. I, I just know this: if Jahan Dotson is a breakout player this year, it's really going to benefit me because on a bunch of my rosters. And I don't know how good Sam Howell is, but all I'm asking him to be is better than what they've had the last couple of seasons. I don't think that's too big of an ask. I, I agree. Um, Howell is like a target in super flex leagues for me as my second QB or sometimes even third. Um, and it's just kind of that wild card guy. Um, before I move on to your uh, most commonly rostered running backs, let's uh, take care of another quick business note. I think we can all agree that fantasy sports are awesome. So is daily fantasy and sports betting. That's why I have so many free accounts. What's not awesome is going to a bunch of different apps to find the best odds and manage all of your fantasy lineups. Enter Better Vision. That's B E T T O R Vision. 
Better Vision is the only app that syncs all your fantasy DFS and sportsbook accounts in one place. We only show you the best odds for every bet, so you'll always get the best value. And our dashboard is the only one-stop shop to track all of your fantasy matchups, DFS picks, and bets. Visit bettervision.us to download Better Vision today. We're just talking about managing all of our leagues and all that. Uh, perhaps an idea there to check that out. So thank you, Better Vision, for uh, jumping in. That's uh, Again, that's bettervision.us uh, if you want to get a quick check out there. All right, let's talk running backs. Uh, who have you found yourself uh, rostering most uh, frequently in the early range? And then because I know you're trying to do anchor or hero running back. Uh, so who is your anchor that you're getting more often than not? I wanted to be Nick Chubb and it, it didn't fall that way, which really makes me sad. Yeah. My most common, I don't know, um, vanity back. It just it feels weird to even call him. This is your guy, Joe Mixon. Just thinking yeah. I, I, he's going to fall in the end zone eight to 12 times by accident. I like the offense. They'll sprinkle in their backups, but there's nobody who's ever going to take the job away from Joe Mixon. And I agree. Also, I, I think teams a lot of times like, oh, yeah, we like our running back two, we like our running back three, and then the bullets are flying. It's like, okay, Joe Mixon's going to play 90% of the snaps because we need to win this game against Baltimore or something like that. So, I, again, I wanted it to be Chubb so badly, and I, I kept getting in rooms where people, I either had a slot that didn't make sense for Chubb, or I was in a room where somebody liked Chubb. I, a lot of times I got, okay, it's this guy or Chubb, and I'm going to get Chubb, and the other the other manager took Chubb. So that, that really frustrated me. So I, I think I need some Nick Chubb props to smooth that over. <laughs> I, I have a, that. I have a lot of on the cheaper side, I have a lot of the play for now, play for September running back, Jamal Williams, three games mm-hmm. suspension for Alvin Kamara. Samaji P. Ryan, if Javante Williams comes off slow, Raheem Mostert, the, the season kind of parted for him. They didn't get a Taylor trade done. Gotta love the Colts. Yeah, Jalen Waddle in a pick, and we'll trade to Taylor, sure. And then you have to pay Taylor, too. It's never getting done. But yeah, exactly. uh, I don't think anybody thinks most of it will be healthy all season. You know, P. Ryan, as you know, is more of a jag than a special talent. But uh, Williams, he does get Tennessee this week, which is not an easy draw. But I got to figure they brought him in to score 10 touchdowns. And Kamara was a guy I was fading all year. So another player I warmed up to, a shout-out to Frank Schwab, who was kind of steered me to him, is Brian Robinson. Didn't have a huge take on him, but I noticed he caught five passes, uh, short passes, didn't really go anywhere. I think they went for 15 yards in the preseason. You think, well, why do I care about that? I think he had nine catches all last season. New coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. I've kind of accepted that I don't think Antonio Gibson is anything special. We, we thought he was something coming out of Memphis that maybe he isn't. All I'm asking for Robinson is to maybe get 30, 35 catches, 40 catches. That would be great. In addition to the first down roll, the second down roll, the goal line roll, because I, it's hard to maybe trust some of these guys who aren't going to catch the ball at all. As long as they're willing to give him at least 25 or 30 catches, which I think right now is in the bank. Maybe he's got the upside for 40. We talked about the Washington offense maybe being ascending. It'll be interesting to see what the enemy does with that group. Brian Robinson, nobody's going to fight you on Brian Robinson. And again, I talked about this tier being having so many different reasonable options that I, I felt like you could draft a lot of different guys. You mentioned earlier drafted McKinnon, who might be cheaper than some of these guys. The the two backs in Seattle, Walker's price went down all summer, and you know, Charbonnet is there, who's interesting. David Montgomery's a guy rostered a lot, who you would think is going to have the Jamal Williams. Maybe this is too convenient, Jeff. Tell me if it is. But I mean, does, I mean Gibson Williams does not look a lot. Uh, Gibson Montgomery does not look a lot like last year with uh, Swift and, and Williams, right? I mean, you got the the speedy shorter guy, the, the quick twitch guy who's maybe you're between the 20s player. Maybe you don't want to score the touchdowns with him. It's a good offensive line. 
They kept the offensive co- coordinator. I feel like David Montgomery, I know it's been years where he hasn't had the greatest short yardage efficiency, but that line is so good. David Montgomery, if healthy, why won't he score 10 touchdowns? I can see that very easily. You know, and there was that cryptic remark by the offensive coordinator. We're going to use Gibbs in ways that people don't expect. Yeah, Goal line back? No, I don't think that's it. Um, I, it it's probably going to be as a receiver, I think, a little bit more often. Maybe maybe they'll use him at the goal they, line. Maybe they may, you know, a lot of times the running back as a receiver talk is kind of silly. It, it ends up not mm-hmm. happening. But look at their wide receiver room, right? I mean, right. At, at Sun God, St. Brown, who I love, one of my most rostered receivers, he's great as a slot guy. They had high hopes for Jameson Williams, and, and not only is he suspended for six games, but they wanted to use him in the preseason a lot because he played so little last year. They thought he needed the reps, and then he got hurt. Yeah. So, I, look, I, I know this is the easiest thing in the world to fade Jameson Williams, but it's like the people who draft him, you don't get him for six weeks. And then week seven, you're going to need a prove-it week, and maybe he's limited on snaps. And then you'll need another prove-it week, and then their buy comes up. You're going to Jameson Williams might help you in November. You know, I, I, I'm never going to, and we don't even know yet what he is, right? And he's played so little yeah. in the NFL. Again, his preseason was washed out. This one of my biggest ethos is for fantasy. I talked about like don't draft into injuries; they'll find you. It's also play fantasy with a microscope, not a telescope. This idea of oh, look at my team in week 17. I'm going to dominate. I've analyzed all the matchups and everything. Some of those matchups you think are great are lousy. Some of those matchups you think are lousy are going to actually be favorable. We just don't know it yet because the NFL is a snow globe league with suspensions, with injuries, with new schemes that take a while to gel or, or a scheme that falls apart or a team that quits. Two years ago, the last team to lose a game was Arizona, two years ago. Since then, they fired their coach. Their quarterback isn't going to play opening day, and they look like they're not even trying right now. In, in yeah. under two years, they've totally – just everything's falling apart. And that's the NFL. That's the model this game is built on, that things can change so radically, so quickly. I mean, you know it. The Bengals were just lousy for such a long time. And then you know, they got good again. And then, then they got bad again. And then they, have the, they go to the Super Bowl again. I mean, it's just that's where the NFL is. And right now there's a team. It happens every year. A team that came in last the previous year wins their division. And, and a bunch of playoff teams don't make it again. And I know I, I used to always give Chris uh, Liss, your, your buddy, a, a little bit of ribbing when he'd say he'd talk about some of the teams that wouldn't make the playoffs as a bold prediction. I'm like, that's not a bold prediction. That's the NFL's blueprint. That's just the way the right. league works. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always like, uh, yeah. And I think he would say like out of these 10 pro- right. you know, projected drag teams, two will make the playoffs, you know, and it's true. It's almost always universally true. And like, you know, who's this year's Rams, you know, great team that just completely splinters after a, a, you another know, team. Another, it's hard to believe they won a Super Bowl two years ago. They, they have lookout below potential. I wouldn't draft Cooper cup at all right now. Agreed. Stafford, this could be his last year. The offensive line has some issues. I will say, I do like the way Cam Akers finished last year. I don't see Kieran Williams as a major threat to him. So Akers will get a lot of volume and, even more boring volume. Tyler Higby's a catch and fall guy, but he's going to mm-hmm. catch 80 passes and fall. It may be 80 for 650 and five, but he's going to catch 80 passes because he has to. And for where you're getting him, you'll take that every day and yeah, twice sure. on Sunday for sure. Um, absolutely. Don't love that Stafford uh, having a hard time connecting with the young receivers comment there. So I was like, uh, you're, you're paid millions and millions of dollars. 
go go get the, share a Spotify playlist with him or something. Right. You know, so figure well, it out. Remember, right? It was him and Cup went to breakfast every morning, right? I mean, what? Yeah. Van Jefferson doesn't like breakfast, you know? I yeah. Mean, you know, you can't have lunch with these guys. What's what's going on here? Exactly, exactly. There, um, it's so funny. There, they, just do a TikTok. It's okay. Oh, uh, but uh, yeah, stop doing pizza commercials. Um, <laughs> excuse me. So yeah, um, I, I couple other. I was gonna have one other running back comment, but you know what? It'll 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 survive without it. We're gonna move on. Um, we got one other commercial note to take care of, and we're gonna move on to Scott's wide receivers. We're gonna talk some Garrett Wilson in a second here. But first, football is back. Kick off the NFL season with vivid seats and score tickets to all the hottest matchups and biggest games of the year. Catch every pass, every tackle, and every heart pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. And with vivid seats rewards. Now you earn rewards with every single purchase. Each ticket you buy gets you closer to your reward. Just buy 10 tickets and simply cash in your credit toward your 11th ticket purchase. It's that easy. Plus, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code ROTOWIRE. That's code R-O-T-O-W-I-R-E. From the 50-yard line to the upper deck, Vivid Seats has great tickets for all the 2023 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. I have the app. I've used it many times, especially when I'm traveling. It's, it's really ideal uh, to go ahead and get tickets that way. I did that when I was doing my college tour with Allie last year, went to a Padres game. It worked out great. So I can, I personally recommend that. Did you use vivid seats for the, uh, the messy game in LA? Uh, no, I, that, that one, I would need uh, some good Bitcoin to afford. And I was out of town, but right, yeah, I saw all the celebrities <laughs> were at that game, right? That was a, that was a really big ticket. It's just, it's just cool. I know this is not a soccer podcast, but um it's just cool. I, I realize that you know, American soccer is obviously we're, we're not on the level as, as European soccer, but it's right. just cool for Messi to come over and be great and just energize the league in a way that I, I think is very exciting. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, Beckham worked it out pretty well. He came over. Messi's obviously uh, doing well. Uh, some others don't. Steven Gerrard with the, the Galaxy. Oh, so bad. Well, I'm, 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 old enough to remember the, I'm old enough to remember the Cosmos, right? You oh, know, yeah. Where I, I didn't, ones. Maybe not old <laughs> enough to remember Pele, but I mean, uh, they brought over Beckenbauer. They brought over Carlos Alberto. Yeah. Uh, Giorgio Canaglia wasn't a big name when he came over necessarily, but he was a, a star in the NAS, NASL, although nobody could stand him because he was so arrogant. But um, that the documentary in the Cosmos was really good. And then they, the NASL got Johan Cruyff, who had retired and, and lost a lot of his money in bad investments. He said, well, I guess I need to keep playing. So he went mm-hmm. and played in L.A. for a year, won the MVP. I think the moment he landed in America, he'd already won the MVP because you know, people just uh, idolize Cruyff. He's one of the five best soccer players probably of all time. But, exactly. Uh, he came over and was great. Watch that. So- I guess the takeaway here is um, watch the Cosmos documentary if you haven't seen it. it the book itself is, is really good. There's also a book called Rock and Roll Soccer. Rodney Marsh is on the cover, who's a fascinating mm-hmm. guy, who's, who's still one of my favorite soccer pundits. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I grew up watching. I remember I, I played hockey, right? I didn't play soccer at all at first. Yeah, and I played hockey, played baseball, I played everything, pretty much golf, all that tennis. And baseball season would end early because people would go on vacation. And they said, well, do you want to join the soccer league? Uh, all right, what's soccer? And they showed me the goal, the size of the goal. I'm like, wait a minute, I came from hockey, right? I'm like, what, is every game 15 to 14? How? Why wouldn't you score every <laughs> single time? I didn't realize it was actually kind of hard to get in the scoring position. Even with yeah. that, I, I scored a truckload of goals because, I don't know, whatever. I, people couldn't play defense, I guess. But – they used to have a show called um, this week in the NASL and I would just see the goals. I didn't realize again, it was kind of hard to score. They would show the best goals of the previous week. I'd be like, these things are, these things are beautiful. They're awesome. They're unbelievable. You know, uh, just fell in love with it. Um, so 
you know, I, I still wish I still wish the game were a little bit more open. I would actually reform the offside rules just a little bit, but still, mm-hmm. um, soccer is. I, I know you as not just a soccer fan, but as a successful one of the most successful dominant uh, coaches of youth soccer yeah. in California history. You just retired recently from that, if I understand correctly. Yes, I did. You know, um, we're, both, uh, we're both big soccer guys. And I know your girls came up playing soccer, so it's a wonderful sport. It is. It's amazing. And I, I was a terrible player as a kid. I played two years. I'm left-footed. I play left back and more often left out. Well, I'm, uh, I'm surprised because you're, I mean, you're such a great softball player. I could barely get a point I'm off you slow, in tennis. Dude. So. I am slow, first of uh, all. You, you uh, didn't know in tennis because you're always lacing the ball in the corner and making me run around. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, that one, that you know, I, I, I'm mobile enough, I guess, but there's less ground to cover in tennis, whereas soccer, you know, you get exposed pretty fast, especially on long runs. Um, you know, it's all right. So I still play uh, on Sunday nights. We have the adult league, and, uh, you know, hey, I, I get exposed there too, but I have a lot of fun. It's one of those – I uh, usually back. Uh, yeah. you know, sometimes I play outside mid, but you know, running the channels after a while, I get pretty tired pretty quick. So uh, you know, it's 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 all good though. But it's a no slide tackles allowed. It's a co-ed league. Uh, we all have to go to work on Monday morning, sort of type of league. Um, awesome. So yeah, it, it's great. It's it's so healthy, uh, except for the beers in the parking lot afterward part. But that healthy emotionally. So uh, there you go. You got that too. Oh, Kanali Can- was drinking Shivas Regal and all that stuff. So you know, you're just you're following good footsteps. Exactly, exactly. That's that's the way I view it too. All right, let's talk wide receivers. Let's talk a little Garrett Wilson. Garrett yeah, Wilson. Garrett Wilson. Uh, I know he's, you're all over him. Uh, where you couldn't get him, you wanted him. Uh, everybody's all over him. Let's talk about him. I know. I I'm not giving you anything you haven't heard already, right? But man, that I talk about what I want to see in the preseason. I want to see Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers play a little bit. Mm-hmm. What'd they do? Oh, bubble screen to Garrett Wilson. Oh, back shoulder, uncoverable throw where the, where the coverage was actually good for a touchdown to Garrett Wilson. doesn't even hurt that he's wearing the number 17, which is obviously the number Devontae Adams wore. And look at the other receivers there, right? I mean, Lazard. Yeah. They have a bunch of, like, journeyman guys and Garrett Wilson, who was great last year despite horrible quarterback play. I mean, it's, it's a, last year it was like, oh, great. Joe Flacco's playing this week. Oh, great. Mike White's playing this week. You know, we're spared Zach Wilson. Garrett Wilson had a great season, only the four touchdowns, but he looked the part of a dominant player or potentially dominant right. player despite bad infrastructure around him. And this you – know, people say, well, who's Aaron Rodgers now? Right? And I, I mm-hmm. look at it as like – this reminds me so much of, of Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay had a better setup because Evans and Godwin – they imported Gronkowski. The Jets don't have quite that much talent at the receiver room and the pass catchers. But Brady realized when he left New England, just, they can't support me anymore. I need to go somewhere else. I need to have the cushy setup. I'm, I'm driving this old beater car. I, I need to have you know, a nice, shiny new SUV. And I think Rodgers realized that too. He's going to – Wilson's getting targeted off the bus. He's going to get 155, 160 targets. I, I think I think, he's, I think what's in range of possibility – Top three, top four wide receiver. He could be the wide rec- the guy in the cover of all the magazines next year. He, he might catch a hundred balls for fourteen hundred yards and like twelve or thirteen touchdowns. I think what, he, what Justin Jefferson did last year. I think Garrett Wilson has a chance at that. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Right. Bottom line: Look, if you haven't drafted, you're going to say, "Well, this is great. You love Garrett Wilson. So does everybody else. So what do I do with that?" You have my advice to take Garrett Wilson as early as you want. Generally, I'm, I take what rooms give me. And I'm kind of a value hound, and I'm not one of these. I have to get my guy no matter what. I broke the rules for Garrett Wilson. 
kind of wish, uh, I, I mean, I have some Wilson. I wish I had a little bit more. Like I took lamb over Wilson just, uh, last weekend and I have some second thoughts on that. I you'll, thought, you'll regret that. You'll regret I that. I think so too. I think so too. Um, Lamb's a I terrific player by the way, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like a lot of those receivers in that range. That's the thing. So does everybody, obviously. So does everybody loves Chris Olave too. Guess what? You're not going to get him unless you're taking middle of the second round now. Yeah, I have, everybody loves it, Calvin Ridley. You know, same sort of thing. In the pentathlon, we have um, we started off with Wilson and Olave, and then oh, backed it up with, with Lockett and Dotson. And I was actually and going guess- back and forth with some of uh, my good friend Joe Nazaro, who's one of the engineers, because I think the Yahoo um, software said. It's maybe tied to the Rotowire projections, by the way. I don't think you've projected Garrett Wilson for enough touchdowns. I think it said our wide receiver room was a weakness. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, mm-hmm. Tyler Lockett, and Jahan Dotson. That's strength in my mind. So yeah. I went and did a bunch of – I added up all the ADPs for the last five days in NFFC, and I looked at a couple of different projection sites, and both of them said that we had a top four receiver room. So I can sleep at night. Uh, even yeah. if, again, I'm not generally somebody who – has to have my guy. I'll, I'll wrestle. I'll just pay whatever it costs. In, in the case of the pentathlon salary cap draft, I was surprised. I was prepared to pay five more dollars for Wilson. I didn't have to pay it for whatever reason. So I felt pretty comfortable with that. Alavi is another guy I like. Now here, here's the thing. I talked about Kirk Cousins last year being sneaky, you know, efficiency dipping. Derek Carr's efficiency stats last year, despite having Devontae Adams, were worse than Andy Dalton's. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, so he was Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr needs to you know, show us that he can still play. But Chris Olave is just one of those guys who can't be covered. And I, Derek I Carr's he, worst game last year was at New Orleans. People forget about that. They got shut out. They barely crossed the 50 in that game. And yet they turned around and signed him to a big deal. It, it was one of the biggest disconnects I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I thought Derek Carr is the answer. Let me, I, by the way, I mentioned just in passing Devontae Adams, who I drafted very little, possibly not at all. Mm-hmm. And it, it got to the point where – Garrett Wilson over Devontae Adams was a hot take four or six weeks ago. It just became a take at the end of draft season. Jeff, are we going to look back and say, what are we doing here? What, you know, keep it simple, stupid. When Devontae Adams just 1,350 yards, 13 touchdowns, that's like his starting point. Do we miss the vote on him or is it right to be worried about McDaniels, right to be worried about Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I know Aiden O'Connell played pretty well on the preseason, but who knows? He's a fourth round pick. What right. was your stance or your approach to Devonta Adams this year? Because I felt like his price get a little bit cheaper and a little bit cheaper as the summer went along. Um, I'm, I'm in lock. I was in lockstep. I actually had Adams below at the begin with. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't have any Adams. I don't think, and I, I I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. it's the Jimmy G factor, or, or maybe even the Jimmy G, uh, you know, being hurt factor is mm-hmm. is pretty big for me. I just, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking up to see exactly where I have Adams, but it's behind all of those wide receivers that, that go in that range. I had, you know, I, I think I had him, you know, I think Cup, you know, changed things a little bit, but I had seen Brown over him. I had Wilson over him. I have Lamb over him. Um, I have Adams at 16 overall, one, one notch ahead of Olave, behind Pollard, behind uh, Bijan, behind uh, Barkley. You know, that wasn't getting Adams more often than not. Right. And here's, the other thing, and I always say it's no fun to play fantasy football like an actuary, but mm-hmm. while running backs, you know, age 28, 29, 30 season, we get nervous. Receivers, early 30s, it's when, first of all, when receiver hits 30, the idea that he's going to have his best season he's ever had is out the window. That almost yeah. never happens. And I always right. want, if I can, to draft a guy who hasn't had his best season yet. Now, maybe it's unfair with Adams because, I mean, you know, 
18 touchdown seasons just don't repeat. Even last year, he led the league in touchdown catches. But age 31 season, I'd rather be a year early than a year late. Not that Devontae Adams can be a bad football player, but maybe that 1,500 turns into 1,250. Maybe that 14 touchdowns turns into nine touchdowns. I want guys who are on the up escalator, not the down escalator. Similarly, I have no nuke. No DeAndre Hopkins whatsoever. Oh, I thought he was an easy fit, actually. Yeah, I never, uh, I never considered drafting him. He basically wasn't on my board. Yeah, I have him at fifty nine, uh, which never gets him. Um, I, I, I hate the Tennessee aspect of it. There, um, that just that's it. That I thought that hurts. I mean, yes, he's the only game in town, but what game doesn't matter? I mean, um, it's, it's especially. I actually, if, I actually don't mind Traylon Burks and, and Chico Conquo. I, I, I hope with Conquo. Yeah. They can just say, look, don't tell me what he can't do. I don't care if he can block. I don't care what his body type is. That guy gets downfield and runs by people. And by the way, you have a receiver room that needs guys like that. He obviously looks like a receiver. He look like a tight end. Play him at receiver, right? Yeah. You know, the, the Portland Trailblazers, we need a center. Play Jordan at center, right? Play Oconquo at receiver. Who cares if he can block? I don't care. I know right. your offensive line is bad. Here's another hot take. Go back by buddy Matt Smith, the 18 parlay division winners. On almost all of them, I picked the Titans to win that division. Not not that if it was like gun to head or I'll pay your mortgage for a year. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick the Jaguars like everybody else. But mm-hmm. like Jacksonville's a perfect team. I don't think anybody thinks Houston or the Colts have a chance to win that division, at least a strong chance. They still have Vrabel. And their collapse last year coincided with Tannehill being hurt. Most teams are screwed if their backup quarterback gets hurt. I, the offensive yeah. line looks bad right now, but that's like a classic coach-up position. A lot of times teams have lines that look bad. And then we hit the middle of October. It's like, remember that offensive line was terrible? It's not that terrible anymore. Also, a veteran quarterback can mask a lot of that pass protection problems by calling the right play, fixing the assignments and all that stuff. Tennessee's going to be okay. They're not going to be great. This is a division where nine wins might win it anyway. Because I think Jacksonville's just an okay team. I don't buy that they're this juggernaut. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence you know, skews a lot of that. And if, if sure. Ridley is the player. I, and I, I don't know what you did with Ridley. I when people start drafting him like he has to be good right away, I got nervous about that, and I didn't do it, but I, I get it. I mean, he was wide receiver four in 2020. He's only, what, age 29? turns 29, I think, in December. But I think Tennessee can steal that division. I paid for him in the pentathlon. Uh, I did not pay him in a lot of snake drafts at that going rate. I got him a lot of times early, though, early in draft season I got him. You know, I, I'm old enough to remember when he went in the fourth and fifth round. Um, and those and, and Chris Olave went in the third. No, those were good things. Good and days, you, your, pent, your pentathlon receiver room was what was the ethos I was talking about. You got Chase, exactly. Ridley, and Debo. So yeah. uh, their wide receiver, their ADP and NFFC the last five days is two for Chase, fourteen for wide receivers, two for Chase, fourteen for Ridley, eighteen for Samuel. So uh, with the possible exception of, of Genstad, who's got Lamb, St. Brown, and Keenan Allen. Or maybe even the Kiefer team that has Tyreek Hill, Higgins, and Metcalf. I mean, you guys, eat, as much as I love my Wilson Olave locker room, you guys have the three best receiver rooms in the league. And that was, I was, I was trying to build something like that. Yeah, I think we all have. And, and, you know, honestly, a lot of my auction strategy is similar to yours, especially in the Patathlon when we have so many starting roster spots. Uh, Chase was the one guy I spent, but notice he, he was 42. He wasn't 50. He wasn't 48. You know, he, he, he was definitely a notch below Jefferson and others. And, I'm um, underweight on Chase. It's killing me. It's he's so yeah. uncovered. He's so amazing. So awesome. Uh, I love being a Bengals fan right now. It's so much fun. Higgins you is it. awesome. You will love it too. someday, but yeah, you, you'll you'll. Love I'm it yeah, fine. Yeah. Hey, all I, hey, win by one. I'll take that. I'll, win by I'll one. Yeah. There you go. Okay. 
Yeah, I'll take that one there. But uh, yeah, uh, and just the whole general ethos, though, of, hey, I'm not going to go stars and scrubs unless it's like a 10 team league and we ha- you know, have a, a basic number of roster spots. Super flex, two tight end, extra flex. You know, it's just like, yes, I'm going to spread the risk here. Um, I love I love deep roster spots where depth matters, where it's not, okay, yeah, yeah I'm just going to get four stars. And then I don't care if like six of my guys are getting cut because the waiver wire is rich. I love the way Derek sets up that league. The pentathlon is obviously a blast. And the leagues I run, my hometown league, the 01824 league that had our salary cap draft on Monday. It's super flex. We have a bunch of jumbo flex mm-hmm. spots and we only have four or five bench spots. So, and, and limited IR, which limited IR or no IR is the way I think all leagues should be. I, this idea that you should have unlimited storage space, but nobody to pick up is not the way I like to roll. But I love why not start more guys? And people say, well, there's not enough good players. It doesn't matter. It just means that your final starting guy is, you know, maybe he's a 750-yard receiver. Maybe he's a – And that's a, a good player, back. by the way. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's still a good player, right? It's another guy to root for. It's another game you're interested in. And what's, what's wrong with that? Make Tyler Boyd matter. That's what I always right. say. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, I used, to, I used to call those Muhammad Sanu leagues back when Muhammad Sanu was like yep. the, the 835-yard, six-touchdown guy. That guy should exactly. have fantasy value. And the thing was super flex, right? No more of this, oh – I need a quarterback. I'll just go to the waiver wire and pick up Daniel Jones or Geno Smith or you know whoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe this year it's it's Sam Howell or somebody. Those guys Justin Fields rostered. last year was on yeah. the waiver wire in a lot Those of Those guys leagues. should be rostered too. They should draft too. Yep. Uh, I didn't get the chance to do the Ted Bell, super fan Ted Belt league, uh, but he does. He also structured the league similarly yes, too. Yes, and he does. I love that. love that structure. Did that? There was the Stopa league. Yeah. It was the Evans league? Was the Ted Bell league? And I'm I'm not a you know, look at me guy, but I will say with much pride that I've been in all those leagues. I've made the playoffs every year. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It, it works. You know, I have a deep, deep roster and it works for sure. Scott, awesome stuff. Uh, thank you for spending an hour with me today. Um, it's always fun talking with you and it's always fun talking shop with you. So uh, thanks for coming on board. Good luck in your leagues. Good luck in your golf game. And uh, let's have a fun NFL season. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course, everything's open for business over at Yahoo. If you still want to get another league or get in a pick'em league, Survivor League, whatever it is, and much love to the RotoWire people. You know Jeff and, and Peter Shanky and, and you know Chris Liss, who used to be with you guys, Tim Schuler, uh, Jason Thora. You guys have always been you know, Doria. You guys have always been great to me. There's so many smart people over there. Uh, you, it's amazing the resources you play DFS. It's a great optimizer. It's a I don't know how anybody plays fantasy and, and doesn't subscribe to Rod. Of course, you, you listen to this podcast. I'm sure you, you do subscribe to Rotowire, but mm-hmm. you know they offer so many resources. They save you time. They give you good intel. Um, I'm just proud to have my my toe in the water over there. You know, as this kind of like a, a side guy, but you know, doing stat picks again, which is fun. And just um, you know, Rotowire, basically meeting you guys changed my life and, and helped me get a career out of this, and I'll always be very grateful for that. Indeed. And hey, it's been a f- hell of a ride. Uh, you guys want, thanks for the endorsement and you guys can check it out for a free trial if you want to. Rotowire.com slash pod. You can see it right there if you're uh, streaming with us right now. Uh, Rotowire.com gets you no credit card required, gets you a free peek behind the paywall. Hopefully you want to subscribe. That's going to wrap up today's podcast. Uh, make sure to tune in to John and Mario tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Good day. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.